What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is, John. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Tuesday, October the 3rd in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 942 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-host, my lovely and alluring co-host. <laughs> <coughs> I struggled saying that John Dawson and Jonathan Massey while they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. But man, we have got a, we've got a great show for you. Going to be a very informative show too. Uh, joining us in less than 20 minutes. He's our regular Tuesday morning guest. He's the news editor of the Carteret County news times and Carolina coast online.com. But more importantly, he's our resident NBA and hoops expert. Richard Clark will be joining us. Man, you talk about having a lot to talk to him about. Yesterday was media day for uh, NBA teams as they've all uh, kicked off their NBA training camps now. And, uh, man, just seeing all those pictures of across the league of all these teams with their uh, with their players being photographed for, uh, I guess, for, you know, their, their official 23-24 um, mug shots and all that, man. It's, it's just awesome. So we're going to talk to him about that. Uh, we are uh, going to talk, like I said, the NBA training camp is officially opening. Man, some big trades in the league over the last couple of days. He uh, graciously joined us on Friday, this past Friday, uh, for, an, for an extra appearance when uh, Paul Whittington couldn't come on. So we got uh, some insight from him on the big, big trade, the three-team uh, trade that ended up sending Damian Lillard to, uh, to Milwaukee. So we'll talk to him a little bit. Probably we'll touch on that one. However, there've been a couple of other moves, uh, or at least one other move that ended up, uh, sending, uh, Drew Holiday to, uh, Boston. So can't wait to talk to him about that, man. Tell you what, the, the good teams get, keep getting gooder. <laughs> no, they keep getting better. And, uh, we're going to play uh ceiling floor with him with the NBA Southeast division. And yes, that's personal for us because Charlotte is in that division. We'll see, uh, exactly where he thinks that our Hornets are is under new leadership, too, under new ownership. This will be the first time in, what, a dozen years, 12 years, that the Hornets haven't been uh, primarily owned by uh, Michael Jordan. So, uh, And on top of all that, Reggie in the last couple of days uh, has decided uh, he and the San Antonio Spurs uh, parted ways. Uh, they did a buyout of his contract. San Antonio did. So, Reggie could end up anywhere, man. So I am excited again to all those things that we'll talk about with Richard. We'll see if we can fit all those in in about 40 minutes, which uh, if you uh, have listened to Richard Clark and I before, you know that's going to be a pretty tall task because uh, he's passionate about the NBA. I'm passionate about our guys in the NBA and about my Celtics and even about the Hornets to a degree, too. So uh, it's going uh, to be something else. That's going to be a fun uh, visit with him. Like I said, uh, here in a little bit. So, uh, that's our first hour, Richard Clark. And then in our second hour, man, we've got a special treat for you. I know you love him. I love him too. He's a great guy as uh, Brian North of news channel 12 and Fox Eastern Carolina. He'll be joining us. And it, it's funny. We usually have him on, on our big shows on, uh, you know, like our, hundreds 200 uh we had him on our 900th show just what a, a month and a half or so ago and uh but we're gonna have him on it is today's a special day because it's the first day of the 2023 lenore county fair and uh talk about a treat you are in for a treat tonight when you go out there and there's gonna be about 2500 of you 2000 to 2500 of you they're gonna go out to the first day of the lenore county fair 
And uh, I, I will be emceeing it for the, the cheerleading competition for, the I think, the third year in a row, maybe even the fourth year in a row. But at least I know definitely the third year in a row. But Brian North is going to be joining me out there, and we're going to talk about a ton of stuff uh, during the show today uh, and even tonight, too. So, uh, I, again, I know a lot of you who are listening right now will be out there for the uh, cheerleading competition tonight. Very excited about that and excited to have my partner in crime. I love my boy, uh, Brian North. He's one of the good guys. And what's neat, too, about it is uh, this was a Skip Waters uh, just something he did every single year. He was the uh, MC of the cheerleading competition, so much so they've named the award after him. The uh, traveling uh, cheerleading award is named after Skip Waters. And uh, I just thought, you know what, we, we got to have North as a part of this, uh, especially with the tradition that Skip did with it. And North is just all over the place, too. So he has graciously agreed to, uh, to do that. Uh, he and I will be out there with microphones in our hands, uh, being silly tonight. So come out there. We'll get you a, we'll give you a shout out, throw something at, no, don't throw anything that that would be rude, but, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun out there tonight. Linda will be out there too. Uh, it's just gonna be a lot of fun, man. Uh, WRNS is a big sponsor. The, uh, Brian Hank show, uh, also just so honored to be a part of, uh, the Lenore County fair. So, uh, be sure, like I said, uh, make your plans, get out there, uh, tonight for that, uh, but like I said, we're going to have North join us about five minutes to our second hour. We're going to have him for about 25, 30 minutes. I got to pick his brain about uh, this whole Newburn uh, football situation. You know, we're, we're on the peripheral here of uh, everything that happens over in Craven County. We have Mark Panicelli on on Mondays, you know, who lives in Vanceboro, who uh, this all, this news all broke yesterday after we had him on the show. But if you haven't heard, <laughs> Newburn's having to vacate their 2022 4A state football championship. And, uh, man, just shocking news. It was shocking to me, at least. I I did not see this coming. I guess having talked to Mark uh, Panicelli after we got off the air yesterday, having messaged with Brian North uh, last night, I guess the folks in uh, Craven County have uh, – this has been like an open secret that they knew this was coming. Uh, evidently just a ton of ineligible players, not just – you know, sometimes when you uh, vacate a championship, it's because there's one or two players. Uh, evidently, there's a, a lot of players who are academically ineligible. I guess their principal had, was fired last year. Uh, man, it, it's just crazy uh, how the situation down in New Bern. Brian North has been at the forefront of reporting everything on that. So uh, it's just ironic. We were going to have him on today to talk about the Lenore County Fair. Now we're going to have him on to uh, talk about uh, what – well, we're going to talk about the Lenore County Fair, obviously, too. But he's going to give us some uh, really good insight on what's going on, what the hell is going on down in New Bern because uh, it is crazy. Uh, again, they're having to vacate all their, win all their wins their, their entire 2022 season last year. The state championship that they had, uh, they're I guess they're five and one right now, and there are a lot of thoughts that they're going to have to probably give up those five wins at the beginning of the season two of this season because uh, they kicked off five or six guys from the team. I guess the NCHSAA is investigating that too. So just a, a bad situation down in Newburn, and uh, Brian North's going to help us uh, figure out all that and just give us some, like I said. Some great insights that he's been, uh, again, at the forefront of reporting all that. So we will see uh, what's going to happen with that. I mean, it's, it's a crazy situation. Okay, so uh, Richard Clark in our first hour, Brian North in our second hour. Man, we have got a show for you today. And then the birthday game after that. Uh, let me see. I think we got some pretty good birthdays here today, too. Uh, today is Tuesday, October the 3rd. Yeah, we do, man. We've got some great birthdays. And uh, I think it's going to be a good birthday month uh, altogether. Okay. Uh, let me thank, uh, before we get started and jump into everything with both feet here, let's thank uh, Lenore Community College because for more than 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. 
Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you, my friend, can change your life today and again. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to Richie Honeycutt, to Dr. Rusty Hunt, to uh, Catherine Pearson, to all the folks over at LCC for uh, being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show since almost the inception of the show itself back in December 2019. They've definitely been one of our uh, day one sponsors, as is. Uh, but thank you, thank you, thank you to LCC. But listen, thank you to our other day ones, UNC Lenore Healthcare, GoEco Office Automation, to uh, Spence Automotive, to Woodman Life, to Arundel Parrot Academy. We appreciate all our day one sponsors and then our other sponsors who are uh, part of uh, part of the team here, Elite Land Management, uh, Chris Hatcher, man. Uh, appreciate him for sponsoring this show and our Friday night football coverage. To Down East Protection Systems, to King's Restaurant, to the Kinston Police Department, to uh, the Davis Wholesale Tire, Mills International, Rillo Discount Drugs, Lenore County Public Schools, Lenore Tire and Appliance, the Down East Wood Ducks, uh, just all those uh, organizations and businesses. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for uh, being uh, being part of our team. We we couldn't do this without you. And you know, we say this a lot on Friday nights. I need to say it more during the show here too, Monday through Friday. But uh, you see any of these people? I mean, you see Jacques Passeleg from uh, from Goico Office Automation. Thank him for being a part of the Brian Hanks show since the very beginning. Uh, we, we do our best. We strive really hard to uh, get you uh, tons of great sports information, uh, not just sports information, information altogether. And, uh, man, we have, a, we have a good time doing it, and uh, I th- we're, we're a pretty valuable uh, information source. We have a lot of fun doing that. Okay. Uh, hey, let me let you know who's coming up in the next couple of days, too. I just got a text from Jason Bryant to remind me. And, yes, Jason, I know you're in the second hour because on Thursday, at least. We'll get to that in a second here. But our, uh, tomorrow, uh, Mike Martin will be in our first hour. Man, I can't wait to talk to him about the Ryder Cup uh, that just finished up over the weekend. Whew, I don't know what happened to the Americans, but I actually watched. I probably watched a couple hours, three hours of it all together. <coughs> Especially on Sunday, I probably watched uh, three hours of it just then. But, uh, man, just uh, he predicted the Americans to win, and they did anything but win. They did have a good Sunday, and they came back strong, but still finished up uh, weekly there. Uh, Mike Martin will be in our first hour tomorrow, and then outgoing Kent's Lenore County Parks and Recreation Director Corey Povar will be joining us in our second hour. Then on Thursday, uh, Jeremy Lane will be making his uh, debut here on the show. He's a local musician, uh, all-around good guy. I have uh, talked to him several times, and he's going to be coming in here. I think I'm going to try to get him to uh, bring his uh, guitar in with him and uh, play play a tune or two for us here We'll see how that works out. I think that'll be a lot of fun. That is in our first hour on Thursday, and then Jason Bryant in our second hour on Thursday. Friday, we'll have, uh, we're scheduled to have, we'll see what happens, uh, but Paul Whittington, new daddy Paul Whittington in our first hour, and then it'll be uh, Friday night football. Uh, in our second hours, we'll bring you uh, some of the coaches who will have uh, home games on Friday here locally, including Larry Dale from uh, North Lenore. That is our Davis Wholesale Tire game of the week this week is uh, uh, East Duplin at North Lenore, and we'll get you some of those details here in a second, too. Greg Clemens just messaged me. Let me see what he's got to say here. He said, remember, uh, that's true. Uh, remember, three dudes will be playing in the baseball playoffs beginning at 3.30 today on Channel 12. Hernandez, Tavares, and Carter, and he's right. And it's actually more than that, Mr. Clemens. Uh, uh, Scott Whittington was telling me, I guess there's a pitcher for, uh, Peter, what was his Peter Fairbanks is pitching for, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, he is, uh, going to be going, uh, what, I guess that game is at today or is today too, when Tampa takes on Texas. So we're going to have four fewer, four former down East wood ducks playing in the playoffs there. And there may even be another player or two, uh, in all the other teams, but definitely those four Hernandez, uh, Laoti Tavares and Carter, and then, uh, Peter Fairbanks for the Tampa Bay Rays today. So, uh, how about that? You watch the playoffs, you'll get to see some former dudes, uh, out there, uh, on the field. So that's kind of neat. And thank you, Mr. Clements for uh, bringing that up and, uh, Reminded me about that. And again, uh, Scott Whittington, who knows every one of these guys. Got to tell you, uh, very excited. Scott and I are going to go to uh, the Baltimore Orioles' first game on Saturday. 
So, uh, and they'll be either playing Tampa or Texas. So he and I will get to see at least one former Down East Wood Duck and maybe even two. But uh, pretty excited about that. Like I said, uh, he and I are going to be going there. And I think my uh, Jason Bryant, who I was just talking about, uh, he's going down to an Atlanta Braves playoff game this weekend. So how about that? Uh, we'll have Kinston in Baltimore and uh, in Atlanta too. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, real quick, I, we did a pretty good uh, rundown yesterday of uh, the games that uh, took place, the prep football games that took place uh, on Friday night. And uh, you know what? We're not going to belabor the point. Just, uh, man, just another bad night for uh, Lenore County uh, public uh, school football, 177 to 30 that Kinston, North Nor and South Nor got outscored by Southwest Onslow, Wallace Rose Hill, and James, James Keenan. It's just, uh, this is shaping up to be a historically bad uh, high school football season in Lenore County with our public school teams. Anyway, uh, Parrot Academy, of course, is uh, playing very well right now. They're four and two, but man, uh, Kinston's three and four, uh, North Lenore is one and five. South Lenore is one and six. <laughs> uh, so it is, uh, we're having a tough year here this year and it's going to, it's going to be another tough week coming up too. Like I said, uh, Kenson lost 56 to 18 to Southwest Onslow. Uh, this is the first time that Kenson's been, uh, under 500 this deep into a season since 2014. So it's been nine years, uh, since they've been, uh, this bad North Lenore, uh, they fell to one and five, Oh, and two. Uh, South North fell to one and six, zero oh and three. So what? Four, five, and fifteen. Five and fifteen are three of uh, the North County Public School teams right now. Not too good. Uh, Parrot Academy though, they won Friday night, as you heard here on nine sixty. Bet on the Bulls seventy six to six over Fa- Father Capadano. Uh, the Patriots are now four and two. Uh, Bethel Christian lost uh, fifty six to nothing up at Halifax Academy. They're now 0-2, uh, but uh, Green Central, big come-from-behind win, 27-14 uh, over Aiden Grifton during their homecoming game on Friday night, and then Jones Senior lost 58-14 to to Lejeune. Now, this Friday's games, I won't go into all the details of this because i got to save some for uh, for Friday's show and for our Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show, but our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week, East Duplin is at North Lenore. East Duplin uh, had a bye week this past week. They're 6-0 and overall. They're 2-0 and in uh, East Central 2A, and, I mean, their winning streak is something crazy. It's up to, I don't even know, what, 20, 21 games now uh, when you count last year's uh, games, too. Uh, but this is a, a long-time series. Uh, they've played each other. They played each other in 1964 in the very first year of North Lenore football. Uh, then from 1977 to 78, 81 to 82, 91 to 2006, 2009, 2010, 2013 to 2016, and then the past the previous two years. Uh, North Nor has lost 14 straight times to East Duplin. The last time North Nor won was back in 2000 when the Hawks won 14 to 7. They opened up their season that year with a win over the uh, Panthers of East Duplin, and they're 7 and 22 all time against the Panthers. Uh, so uh, it's going to be a tough game for uh, the Hawks, but I'm really excited to see what uh, they can do against a, a top-level team like East Duplin. It's going to be the first time we've been at North and North this year. We did the North and North Green Central game to open up the season. But I know uh, I'm excited. Coach Jimmy Smith, uh, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith, uh, Jason Bryant, uh, Keith Spence, and uh, Paul Whittington. Our, uh, team, our whole team will be there at uh, North Lenore on uh, Monday night, so pretty excited about that. Uh, we'll start it with the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. You'll hear from every coach in our area. You'll hear from all the gentlemen that I just mentioned, and uh, it'll be a, a two-hour pregame show uh, right there in Wheat Swamp. Pretty excited about that. Uh, Kenston is at home on uh, Friday night. They are 3-4 and four overall. They're 1-2 and two in the conference, and they'll be taking on James Keenan. Uh, Keenan, a team that uh, the Vikings have never beat, although they've had two pretty good games. Last year it was a 35-12 to loss to uh, the Tigers of James Keenan, although it was a lot closer than that final score. And then, of course, you remember the game a couple of years ago. They lost in two overtimes, 48-47 to against Keenan in a game that they led by a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Uh, Kenston will be trying to avoid a three-game losing streak. They've lost two in a row going into this game. Uh, the last time uh, Kenston lost three games in a row was the last three games of the 2016 regular season when they lost to North Lenore. That's right. They, don't, they lost to North Lenore that season to Aiden Grifton and Green Central. 
Uh, the last time they lost four straight games, I looked it up just for uh, poops and giggles, was in 2014 uh, when they lost in consecutive games to Wilson Fike, to Havelock, to Greenville Rose, and Washington. Uh, so uh, they're uh, trying to avoid a three-game losing streak when they take on Keenan this week. And uh, so uh, good luck to the Vikings there. South Lenore will be at home for their homecoming this Friday night. They'll be taking on Southwest Onslow. South Lenore is one and six overall. They're zero and three in league play. Southwest Onslow is three and four overall. They're two and one in the league. Uh, now these are two teams they've played each other thirteen times since nineteen seventy nine. And South Norris two and eleven all time against uh, Southwest Onslow, including last year's fifty-five to twenty-eight loss in Jacksonville. South Norris lost six straight times to the Stallions. Uh, listen, we need to get uh, Richard Clark up here on the line, so I'll just hit these real quick. Parody Academy is at uh, John Paul II Friday night. Green Central is at home against Washington, and uh, there you go. That's our games for this Friday night. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have Bethel right here in front of me, but I'll, I'll have that for you tomorrow, though. Uh, LCC Volleyball, they are now 9-6 and six, uh, overall. Uh, they traveled to uh, USC Saukahatchee, Saukahatchee? Saukahatchee? Uh, this, this past Saturday, and they uh, had a doubleheader sweep against them. Uh, now, they have a busy week, LCC Volleyball does. Uh, they play at Richard Bland up in Virginia. That is Wednesday. Then uh, Friday and Saturday, they, they play uh, home versus Southwest Virginia Friday and then home versus Cleveland Community College on Saturday. Uh, you heard me, uh, we, we've talked about Brad fest every single day as I look over here to my right and I've got a picture of, uh, Brad Elmore laughing, uh, that, uh, Allie Warnock gave me and it, it, it inspires me every day. I look at it and listen, Brad fest, the very first Brad fest is going to take place Saturday, October the 21st from three to 9 PM at, uh, Pearson park. Uh, I do need to tell you this. Uh, one thing that I found out that, uh, um, uh, one thing that I found out, uh, from having, uh, our friend Mickey Weatherington over here is they will not be playing. I've been saying a lot here that the something else band with Mickey Weatherington would be, uh, playing, uh, at Brad Fest. They've had, uh, I think he said it was their lead guitarist. He's, uh, struggling with cancer right now and they are not going to be able to play, but they are going to still have the wicked shimmies, do drops, eight track and the Mac and juice quartet. Uh, so uh, going to be uh, a very, very good uh, day. I'm actually going to do some emceeing out there. I'm pretty excited about that to be uh, asked to be a part of that. And then on top of all that, we're going to have uh, Allie and I believe Stacy Heath joining us uh, next week, one day next week to, I think it's Tuesday, to uh, talk about Bradfest. So we're pretty excited about that. So uh, indeed, Richard Clark, put it on your calendar right now. I don't know what you got planned for October 21st. But uh, you need to put uh, October 21st and uh, bring you and your beautiful fiance to Kinston and a, a day of music out at Pearson Park, dude. So just go ahead, dude. I don't care what else you guys scheduled that you think is important. There's nothing going to be more important than coming out here and supporting Bradfest, okay? Sounds good. <laughs> I love that you just play along with this, dude. I could say, uh, hey, we're going to we're going to beat up aardvarks. I don't know. Uh, and uh dormy capital no no <laughs> prank call prank call i don't know who hey, that's that. not a crime anyway what are you talking about <laughs> i think it's been proven that it is dude anyway it depends on what show you're watching yeah exactly right well on this show it's a crime okay how about that <laughs> wow Man, we're, we're not even 45 seconds into our call. Yeah, off course party. already. <laughs> off course already, man. Dude, if you notice, I mean, I did my best to get you on as soon as possible. I know we've got a ton of stuff going on. But, dude, the NBA, I got to ask you how, because I know you've got some deep, dark cockles in your heart, Richard Clark. But I'm sure that those deep, dark, cold cockles in your heart, they had to have been warmed up when you were watching Sports Center last night and watching NBA TV with – Media day taking place all over the league and all these pictures of all these players. I mean, tell the truth, Richard Clark. Uh, and, yes, you're like the Scrooge, you know, with your heart that's, you know, seven times too small or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but your heart had to have grown a little bit yesterday and a, and a smile on your Scrooge face, right? Well, you know me. I wish they'd have that media day then walk out there and play a game to 12 or something, uh, you know, and get it, get the ball rolling. But yeah, it's good to see it back. Um, you know, 
It's college basketball right around the corner too, so we're getting on it now. We're getting to the best part of the year. Football's in full swing, baseball playoffs, basketball kicks off, hockey kicks off, and NASCAR's in the chase. So, you know. Good Lord, dude. When you put it that way too, yeah, and the Ryder Cup just wrapping up for our golf fans. I mean, good Lord, dude. Is there a sport that we didn't mention? Soccer, what are they doing right now? Uh, Not in America, nothing. I was about to say, but the EPL (laughs) is uh, in full swing right now. So you're absolutely right, man. This is, you know what? It's a great time for a sports fan to be alive. You know what I found interesting is way off course, but now I see, I I see advertisements now. You know, we have the Premier League that shows up on is it NBC early in the morning on Sunday? I just saw a commercial for La, La Liga. La Liga. What? So yeah. So I guess they're going to be doing that now, too. Wow. So. Well, Randy Caps has really got me into it. And I'm an Everton fan. And, dude, they just barely, Everton just barely uh, weren't regulate. Uh, regulate? What do you call Ain't it? Ain't that Ryan right Reynolds' team? No, no, no. He's Wrexham. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. Wrexham. I think that's a – actually, it's not even a uh, uh, EPL team. I think it's a, that second division there. But – uh, he got me into, you know, into EPL, and then I chose uh, – this has been six or seven years ago probably now. But I chose Everton because I didn't want to pick, you know, one of the Manchester teams or one of the – you know, I didn't want to pick the New York Yankees. I wanted to pick a, a very Virginia-type team, you know. I mean, somebody that hadn't won in a while. And then I pick an Everton team that was on the cusp of being relegated last year. And that dude, sounds they, about right. They, yeah, it does, doesn't it? And now uh, they're having a, a – Bad season this year, and they're on the cusp of it again. Of course, there's still probably another 30 matches, but. Uh, should have went with Tottenham. I should have. You know, I should have gone. I don't know. I, I actually remember uh, years ago, I looked at all the logos to see which one I thought was the coolest. And somehow or another, I ended up on that. And isn't there one like Castle something? I have to go back and look, but anyway, or something like that. Yeah. I'm off course, but anyway, dude, 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 dude. we've got to get on NBA. I am not going to let it up. Cause I mean, dude, here's what we're talking. I got, dude, Hey, you'd be proud of me, Rich. You know how we get lost in, you know, just, I've got a list of here of stuff to talk about here. Okay. The NBA. Has it got got the time minutes beside it? 10 Oh (laughs) nine. We're going to do this. (laughs) No, I tell you what, I do want to start with this. I don't want to save this for last because I want to give plenty of time to this. You sent me, uh, uh, something about this yesterday and I really enjoyed it. But I got to tell you, I was a little bit surprised. You were not. You called this early. You remember? I remember you saying something about if Reggie stays with San Antonio. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about, Rich? He, you know, he yeah. signed this contract, and you said it. If he stays with him, dude, you called it. Uh, I guess it was a couple of days ago. Now uh, he announced that, or he and the San Antonio Spurs, uh, the Spurs bought him out. And tell me how that usually works. He had a, a $10 million contract with him this year. When they say they bought him out, I mean, they paid that full contract, right? Um, typically, it's not quite the full contract, but it's some percentage of it. And it's not like 50% or nothing. It's somewhere probably around 75%. Okay. So they typically, they negotiate it depending on the deal. In his case, they probably just paid it. Wow. You know, because it wasn't that it, in the grand scheme of the NBA or professional sports, for that matter, it wasn't a big contract. So they yeah. probably just paid it. Yeah, ten million dollars is not a big contract, <laughs> right? I know. No, I just put it in perspective for you and I, dude. Will we will we make ten million dollars in our lives? You know, not unless I hit the Powerball last night. <laughs> there you go. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, I like how you said that. Ten, uh, you know, and 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 professional sports, it's not that big a deal. Although. $10 million to me would, uh, I, I doubt I'll make that in my lifetime, dude. I'm, I'm sure I won't, dude. I don't even know if I'll make $2 million in my lifetime. Boy, I got off on a tangent here, too. Okay, let's get off that, dude. Uh, but you sent me something that was very interesting. I guess a writer in Cleveland uh, mentioned Reggie and about how he is just custom-made. And then on top of that, dude, we did uh, Cleveland last week uh, or on Friday in our uh, uh in our uh, ceiling floor, and you even mentioned then, you know who Cleveland could use who would be a good player? Yeah. Red, dude, so, dude, do I need to start calling you Richard Domus or Nostradamus <laughs> or whatever, dude? No, I'm serious, dude. Yeah. It's just funny that you mentioned that, and then he goes and uh, is balled out by San Antonio, and now there's a writer in Cleveland saying, hey, the guy that we need is just right out there. So 
I'm turning you loose, dude. Uh, talk about or tell me a little bit about uh, your thoughts on San Antonio uh, settling with Reggie, and then where do you think he would end up next? Where do you think the next logical spot would be for him? Well, logically, Cleveland is high on the list. Wow. But I would also include any of the contenders if I was ready. Now, again, it probably depends on, on what kind of money he's wanting to look at. With the buyout, maybe he can afford to take a little less to go play for a contender because that's what it would take. But, look, let's be real. What does Milwaukee need right now? What does Miami need right now? You know, they all need all those. What do the Lakers need right now? They all need what he's got right now, which is why he's been in the league however long, 12 years. Uh, this will right? be his 11th. This will be his 11th. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, everybody needs that right now. And, and when you combine that with the fact that he's not out there making waves and doing stuff off the court and all that bad stuff off the court, mind you. Yeah. All that sort of thing. That stuff is in high. It's in the, it's a premium. It just is. Um, and shooting and defense, lengthy defense, uh, mind you, are two of the main things that if you're not the guy or the, or the Robin of the guy, then you better have those two skills that Reggie brings to the table. So I'm excited to see where it goes. And again, if I'm here, if I'm the agent, I'm on the phone with all the contenders. You know, the Milwaukee's, the Boston probably doesn't need him, but Miami does, and the Lakers do. Memphis could definitely use him. You know, all those guys. Well, I'm looking around my office here, and I've got four Reggie jerseys. And, dude, I, I'm ready to add another one to it, dude. I mean, and how – oh, my gosh, dude. I, every one of those, you're absolutely right. I mean, the Cavaliers, I mean, they're a team that is is on the on the up. You know they're 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 coming up. They're on the uh, come up. I mean the uh, Milwaukee man who Billy could use him if he want to do that yeah. and go play in that nightmare of a situation. <laughs> they could use him, um, you know. But they, they're not the only one. Look out west. Denver could use him because they lost Bruce Brown. Sacramento could use him because I think they're going to end up doing something with Harrison Barnes. You know, Phoenix could use him. Phoenix needs somebody to play anything remotely resembling defense. So the market should be – he could end up back in Dallas for all that for, for all that matter. Wow. So, actually, you know what? I don't think he can sign back with Dallas. That is what I was – I swear I was getting – as soon yeah. as you said that light bulb went off, from my, off over my head and that was part of their buyout deal with San Antonio was that he cannot return to Dallas for this season at least. So Okay. Uh, all right. That but, makes sense. But still – but still, dude. Uh, Which means uh, the trade-off is he probably got his full number, his contract. Wow. That was probably the trade-off of not going to Dallas. Dude, I love it, man. But, I mean, how okay, what kind of window are you looking at now? I mean, we're talking here on Tuesday, October the 3rd. Is this something you think will happen in the next day or two? Is this something that will happen in a week or two? Could the regular season even start before you got with somebody? How soon do you think this is going to happen, Rich? No, nah, I think this will happen before camp. Okay. I mean, because he, you know, you need, if 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 you're a cursory piece, and I, and that probably sounds bad, but no, you know what does, I mean. No, 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 no. He realizes, and I think fans realize, dude, he's not going to be the number one, number two, number three. Right. Might no, not no. even be the number four. He's a role player. Team. Yeah, yeah he, exactly. he's a role player, and those guys need to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. They need to, to get accustomed to the calls from the coach and all that sort of thing. So if the GMs are smart, They'll go on and get him into camp on the first day. But, you know, we'll see how that goes out. Maybe there's a bidding war and that that throws it into uh, delay a little bit. But I think he'll make a, a decision before camp. Well, he's experienced this before when he was with the Knicks. Remember, he had I, what I would really consider his breakout season with the Knicks, what, three, four years ago? And at yep. the end, and at the end of that season, the Knicks really wanted him to come back, and it was just refreshing, you know. You know, dude, I'm a homer. I read everything about our guys, and uh, everything was positive about him with uh, in his last year of the Knicks. But that's when the Mavericks stepped up and said, "We really want you," and uh, outbid the Knicks. I just, I'll be, I'm with you. I'm real interested to see where he ends up. I mean, you know, as much as I, as well as I know him, I don't know him that well. I would love to see uh, what he does, but it kind of reminds me uh, of, of Jerry's last few years in the league. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, Jerry bounced around from team to team, but they were using him not as much for scoring, but as much for his leadership. And you got to think that's where Reggie is right now. Reggie is a leader and that's what he was in in Dallas, dude. Well, and and we need to keep in mind that, you know, 
he's probably closer to the end than he is the beginning. Oh, he definitely is, um, yeah. So that may factor into it as well. I mean, you're looking for a big payout, you know, because it's maybe a last one. So maybe he ends up somewhere, you know, that we don't expect because they give him more money. Because some of these teams, there's a couple of teams that are still under under the floor for spending. So they'll have to give out some money to get above that. So maybe he ends up there with a bigger contract. I don't know. Well, I, don't, I haven't heard you, anything. You just introduced something in my thought that I hadn't even considered. How much? How important do you think it'll be, not just for a one-year contract, but I can't see him getting much more than a two-year contract. But, I mean, if someone comes at him with, hey, two years, at, you know, basically making what he was making in Dallas, two years at $22 million total, something like that, I mean, that would probably be sexier to him at his age now than it would be a one-year contract for – Twelve or thirteen million, right? Absolutely. And what what happens if one of the uh, Charlotte or somebody says we'll give you three years? Wow. You know what I mean? Why would you not take that in his situation? You know, because again, for everybody that doesn't know, NBA contracts are not like the NFL; they're guaranteed. So, dude. I'm telling you, this is what I said when you and I were in the off season talking about. You remember that? There was a minute there where uh, the where the Hornets were talking about Ingram, about trading for uh, Brandon. Yep. And I told you then, I was like, man, if that happens, I don't know if I would buy the full 41-game uh, season ticket patch because there's no way I can make it uh, even 20 games. But, dude, I'd buy a 10- or 15-game uh, season ticket package. And, your, <laughs> your but, hey, your butt and mine would be uh, – we'd get we'd get credentialed too. And uh, uh, we, we'd go visit uh, Charlotte – four or five times this upcoming season. And it's the same thing for Reggie, dude. Wouldn't that be fun to uh, have Reggie play a full season in Charlotte, dude? Well, you know, one of my uh, early, earliest sports fan, uh, I guess, goals was to live in a city with a bad NBA team so I could get cheap season tickets and just go and sit and there's nobody around you and I could just watch basketball. <laughs> hey, uh, dude, have you ever considered moving to Charlotte? I have, but they want more than that team is worth. Dude. That's a pretty rough team, man. It is. Well, we're getting ready to talk about him uh, because uh, we're going to play a ceiling floor. with Sal Well, I'll tell you what, before we hit that, though, I just want to make sure. Let me look at my list here. Uh, well, no, we got to talk about trades. Let's talk about this uh, because since uh, – now, we did talk about it on Friday. Like I said in my monologue, you graciously joined us on Friday when Paul couldn't uh, – come on with his uh with his baby boy coming home so again thank you for that dude i appreciate you coming on on friday's show and it was timely too because the big trade the three-way trade that sent uh damian lillard to uh, milwaukee uh what eight and up to portland uh, i don't even know yeah. what phoenix got other than some picks i guess but they got nurtured nurtured and they didn't get anything they got nurtured and some pieces well that's what i got from listening real to you. that's what i got from listening and you'll love this dude so friday i uh you know, you come on the show on Friday, and then I, I very rarely listen to our replay at 3 o'clock. I just, I don't know. I don't. Dude, I got sucked into listening to it uh, at 3 o'clock, and I ended up listening to your whole visit on uh, on Friday, dude. No, it was that good. That's what I'm saying, dude. I mean, it was, I loved it, man. And, and I remember you saying, yeah, Phoenix, you couldn't figure out why Phoenix even did this trade because they didn't really get anything out of it. Uh but uh, but since then, since Friday, since your visit then, my Boston Celtics have uh, Drew Holiday that is uh, joined uh, the the green and white. Uh, your thoughts on that, dude? And I hate that Brogdon's gone. Let me just say that before you jump in and start analyzing it for us. I do because you know. I mean, I'm a Wahoo Wah man. I love Brogdon, uh, the future president of these United States of America, Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon <laughs> is he not? I mean, dude. I mean, yeah, he, he definitely could be. He's he's awesome, but just to uh, break down that trade for us, they ended up sending Brogdon and some other pieces to uh, to Portland for uh, Drew Holiday. Well, you gotta love the the all in nature of the Boston Celtics management. You know what I mean? You gotta love it mm -hmm. because they just went all in. That they got their payroll now. is just ginormous. <laughs> so they'll be in the in the they'll be in the second tier tax. But so, but it's a fantastic move from a basketball standpoint. I mean, True Holiday is as good as it gets as a teammate and class guy. He's won the um, Man of the Year stuff at least twice, I think. 
So, and then on the court, he does everything. He doesn't do anything exceptionally, but he does everything very well. And given your already lineup with uh, Derek White and Tatum and Brown, defensively, this team just got really good. If everybody stays healthy, which is always a caveat, but this team just got really, really good. And then you throw Horford in there from time to time as <laughs> excuse me, as the center. Oh my goodness! And even that's Porzingis, a nightmare. And even Porzingis coming off the bench. Well, Porzingis will probably start in oh, the okay. effort to try okay. to save Horford because I think Horford they got a lot more out of Horford last year than I think they should have. I mean, Horford's what thirty five or something. He's up there, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they they probably need to play him less this year, and I think that's the general thinking and going to get Porzingis. Um, but they also uh, signed somebody recently, and I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. But anyway, good move for Boston. Not so sure. Uh, Portland ended up with a pretty good haul when it all shook out for for Damian Lillard. They ended up with uh, a couple guys that can play for them and then a bunch of picks. Yeah. Although the picks probably won't be great because they're Golden State's unprotected. There's Milwaukee's and there's a um, – a Boston pick in there. So those picks are probably be at the bottom of the first round anyway, but it, you know, and it's a good deal for everybody involved because holiday didn't want to be there and everybody knows that. Oh yeah. Well, here's what I like to, and I know we're calling back to a Milwaukee here for a second, but did you see, and it, dude, it moved me, man. It was pretty freaking sweet. Did you see what Giannis said about, uh, drew holiday? What'd he say? Oh, Dude, it was so awesome, man. He was like, uh, dude, he got emotional. You've got to find it. It's, it's got to be on YouTube somewhere, man, or just search it. And uh, he just, dude, he cursed a little bit because he was like, you know, people are, you know, are, he didn't say taking his name in vain, taking Drew Holiday, but he was talking about how, uh, what a great teammate it was. He said, best teammate I ever had. He said, you know what, we don't win the championship a couple of years ago without him and his big plays that he had. He loved him. He said, he's my brother. I will always love him. And uh, essentially, he was just, just praising him. He said, but uh, he even understands. He's talking about Holiday even understands that, you know, you know, we needed to ramp up our uh, uh, our roster a little bit. And I'm very excited about playing with Dame. I think, you know, this is – we're going to win it. He said, we're going to win a championship with Dame. But I guess, like well, I said, more than anything, I was just impressed at just the love. I mean, he got emotional, dude. I mean, really emotional talking about Holiday and what he meant to him. Well, like I said, Holiday's won the man of the year at least twice that I'm I'm aware of. And that's that they don't just give that away to anybody. Yeah. Um, so, by all accounts, he's a legitimate first-rate, top-notch teammate. And then when you factor in the basketball aspect of it where he can do everything well, then, you know, he's got two of the more iconic plays in the NBA Finals this this century. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you take into consideration, that, that steal and alley-oop Giannis to basically win that series is pretty iconic. I mean, the only thing I could think of off the top of my head would be Ray Allen's shot. Well, that, that would top uh, that. Well, maybe that block, to, maybe Giannis' swear, block. Well, that, and I was going to say LeBron's block. Remember LeBron's block against mm-hmm. uh, Golden State? That would be up there, too, for me, anyway. Right. Uh, so. that, that voice you're listening to is Richard Clark uh, here on the Brian Hank Show this morning. Man, uh, I, th- I before we get into ceiling floor, let me ask you, uh, what are, a storyline or two that uh, as training caps are beginning this week, and like I said, uh, What is going on there? I'm a, I'm a dude. I'm sorry. Uh, I must have freaking Siri. If I say, uh, I can S I R I or even anything <laughs> that resembles it, dude, it turns on music, man. So I apologize for that, dude. I, oh, I didn't even hear it. So we're good. Oh, good, good, good. Well, dude, it just yep. blew out my ears and, uh, probably, uh, we've got people all over Eastern North Carolina running off the road because, uh, I don't even know the song that was playing there, dude. Well, just just, just blame it on me, and they'll, they'll know what's going on. So he brings that when he comes on. I didn't do. How about this? Memory by Kane Brown and Black Bear. That's what was playing. Wow. <laughs> Jason Bryant just messaged me. He's listening right wow. now and said it was loud. I don't know what in the <laughs> heck happened there, but uh, 
<laughs> Dude, I mean, I'm serious. I was like, I was going to say, Rich, what are you doing, man? What are you listening to? Yeah, it wasn't me. Oh, I know, dude. Oh, believe me, I know it happens. Uh, when you, you, you know, you know, if it was me, it'd be something you probably couldn't play on the air anyway. <laughs> well, uh, what Kane Brown? That's that's country music, right? You, you know, uh, sort of. It's that pop country. Okay. You know, I worked at a music video store back in the day in college, and we used to just like in Empire Records, we would take turns. You get to play your CD, I get to play mine. <laughs> well, they would just. Trade off. I would just trade off mine because I couldn't listen to any of mine until after 10, 10 o'clock yeah. at night. So at after 10 o'clock at the one I worked at down there, uh, shout out the East Coast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it got pretty. <laughs> and keep in mind, we're talking about the West Coast gangster rap era. So it got pretty rough in there. <laughs> were, were in the you, evening. I, I got to ask you, were you coming straight out of Compton? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, you, know what, dude? you brought it up. Right, here we go. We're, we're swerving again here, Rich, but I don't mind, dude. What did you think about the arrest of uh, that guy in Tupac's, uh, Tupac's murder, dude? Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. I, it seems a little odd to me that you arrest this guy after all this time. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. They, they could have probably solved that. I mean, it's Vegas. Yeah. How did they ain't got no cameras even back then? Come on, man. I know. Something's not right there. So we'll see how that plays out. And why did it take, what are we at, 25 years since? Uh, oh, at least, yeah, right? Maybe even more than that, dude. But Yeah, uh, that was in the late 90s, wasn't it? I think so. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I mean, 98? Was, yeah, 98. That'd be tw- dude, that'd be 25 years ago. I'm old. Hey, you are. Good Lord. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> Dude, you know what? Good, clean living, man. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why don't we play some ceiling floor? What do you think? Let's do it. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Uh, we're, we're looking at the Southeast Division, which on paper is probably uh, the worst division of the six divisions in the NBA, uh, especially when you look at win totals, dude. Now, Miami, so. yeah, Miami won the Southeast Division last year at 44 and 38. Then uh, Atlanta was 41 and 41, uh, Washington 35 and 47, Orlando 34 and 48, and then your Charlotte Hornets uh, bringing up the pack at 27 and 55. Uh, so this year, here's a, as I, and I looked it up 10 minutes before we started the show today. This is on Vegas Insider. This is what the numbers are this year, Rich. Uh, the over under for a win. Uh, Miami is at 48.5. Atlanta is at 41.5, Orlando is at 36.5, Charlotte at 30.5, and then uh, Washington. Talk about a fall-off. They won 35 last year. They're only picked to win 24.5 wins this year, or, you know, that's what they're over under. Wow. So, uh, well, well, tell you what. No, go ahead. Before we get too far, I need to go back so when you hold me to this later on. Because yeah, I'm Milwaukee down, is now <laughs> Milwaukee's now a 60-win ceiling as well as Boston. Well, dude, Both of those I, but I got to tell you, dude, I got to give you credit. That's what, so do you want to go up on that? Cause you said last week or on Friday, you had Milwaukee at 60 and then a 45 yeah, as a floor. Cause we knew about that trade. Oh, that's right. Cause that's we right, knew about right. Dane. You're right. You're right. You're but right. we didn't know about holiday. And I think, I think honestly that holiday makes Boston his favorite. I really do. So what would you put? I love that pickup. And you could change this. You had them. Now we I, I'm going to say 60. Okay. What about their floor? Uh, 50. They're still going to be good unless they have a catastrophic injury. They're going to be really good. Well, you had Defensively, man, last they week, are going to be 55 and 45. So, right. You, you've I'm going to say 60 and 50. Okay. That's right. Dude, that's awesome. Okay. Well, let's start here. Southeast division of the NBA. Let's do it. Miami, 48.5. Uh, what, I, listen, I kept thinking, and I know I'm just a peripheral NBA fan, but I kept hearing all the Damian talk, and I thought that was where he was going to end up. You didn't, though. Why didn't you think Damian was going to end up in Miami, dude? Because there had been too, at that point, there had been too much said by the agents and the teams and everything else, um, and the NBA wasn't going to let that happen, much like they did that Chris Paul Lakers move back in the day. Because it, it just looked bad. The, the optics were bad. This guy's going to not only force his way out after signing that mega deal out of Portland, you're going to tell him where you want to go. That see, they can't have that. They just can't. It's a bad look across the board. So I had a feeling that wasn't going to happen. Plus, Miami's deal was bad. 
I mean, you know, you could have to include more than that. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, you, you're talking about Tyler Hero and some picks. Nah, man, you better give me Bam and Hero. <laughs> so. Well, tell me about uh, – well, then let uh, – All right. Wait, no, no, no. 44 is Miami's floor, uh, ceiling. Now, what do you think their ceiling is? 44. For Miami? Yeah. When Vegas – They're going to be saying, worse. Okay. They're going to be worse. Yeah, they're not going to be that good. Everybody on their roster got older, except you know, and they were already in the old window, with oh, the exception wow. of Bam and Hero. Yeah, think about Butler. Butler is thirty-two or three. Kyle Lowry was a non-factor at the end of last year, yeah. so he's nothing now at this point. Wow. So, uh, so, so, so where are you going to fill Miami? all this? So, ceiling again for Miami is forty-four, forty-four, and thirty-five floor. Wow. Well, I tell you what. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're going to be very good. I just don't. Not unless they make a move. Do you still think they're the best in the Southeast, though? Yes. Man. Because everybody else got worse in that division, too, with the exception of Orlando. We'll talk about them when we get to them. We'll get to them. I'll tell you what, let's do Atlanta next. 41.5 is Vegas' number for a total of wins. So that way, if they went over, they'd be 42 and 40. They would just be, what, two games over 500. But even if they – Dude, I'm going to say 40 and 30. 40 and 30. Well, I keep waiting yeah. for Atlanta to be good, though, dude. I mean, they have made moves over the past couple of years. They've got my my guy, my Virginia guy there. I, dude, I just I kept waiting for Atlanta to be better. And they actually, well, how many years ago was it when they won the Eastern Conference regular season but then got bad? Yeah, that, that was, what, four now? Yeah. It's a while back now. The, pro- the problem Atlanta's got is what, uh, what some of these other teams have as well. Their best player is not a top 15 guy, so you're kind of stuck. You know, it's like having the ninth best quarterback in the NFL. And trust me, I know all about that. <laughs> I mean, you know, what do you do? You're stuck. He's too good to let go, but he's not good enough to get you over the hump. Um, and Trey's a little bit worse, Trey Young, because he doesn't necessarily share the ball and all that stuff. So until they make another move, which maybe they will if – if they're invested in Quinn Snyder, the coach, they're probably going to have to get off of Trey Young. Now, the question is, who wants him? So, and the other one was your Virginia guy just didn't pan out. Yeah. Actually, him or the Wake Forest guy. So, that was kind of why Atlanta's flopped, because two first-round picks kind of underwhelmed, so to speak. Yeah, dude, and that breaks my heart, too, because I got to tell you, I had some really high expectations for DeAndre Hunter. I did, that's, too. That's who I we're did talking too. about, the Virginia guy, DeAndre Hunter. I really thought. And we're talking about John guy. Collins as the Wake Forest guy. Yeah, oh, that breaks my heart. Now, is Collins still with Atlanta, or did – I thought they traded him. Uh, I think he's been on the trading block for 15 years or since <laughs> they've been in the league, but I don't know that they actually did it. Um I'm looking right now, and uh, no, doesn't look like it. Maybe they did. I couldn't remember. I, just, I, thought I, remember, I thought I don't remember, but I, dude, you know what? I got this Google you know machine what? here in front of me. Yeah, yes, it looks like they did. Uh, let's see, John Collins, uh, Jazz. Yes. Yeah, he's with the Jazz. <laughs> well, he'll he'll help them. You know what? This reminds me of, uh, we need to, and yes, dude, I mean, there's nothing original in sports talk radio or in, in life anymore. I love what they do with uh, with Charles Barkley on Inside the NBA, uh, and they usually do it early in the season where they'll give him, I mean, players that are playing on different teams. And yeah, I know who they are. Exactly, and he's somebody that follows the NBA as, call, as close as anybody. So I could have got you with John Collins there then. But but you know what? Where, why it works for Charles? Because Charles is funny, and he's one of those people, <laughs> and we all know somebody like this that's funny, so they can say things that if you just printed it, the words, you'd be like, oh, my God, <laughs> he really said that? And Charles can do that. He'll tell you, he'll tell you flat out, that guy's terrible. Well, well you no, can't no, that's say that. Not, that's not what he says. He didn't say terrible. Well. No, terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, or the guy just can't play. I mean, he'll I just know, say but that. No, I just I like how he says terrible. I know. Okay, so you've got Atlanta at 40 and 30. Let's go to Orlando. Yes. And you said that's a team that you think is uh, has a possibility to surprise a little bit. Uh, they they definitely have they a nice do. young roster, don't they? They, they have. And, I, and I'm going to bank on two things with the Orlando. I'm going to bank on Paolo being as good as I think he's going to be. 
and I'm going to bank on Franz Wagner, Wagner being as good as I think he might be. So I'm going to say this team could get to 542 wins, or actually it's 41, but, you know, whatever. So you're going to say 42, though? Yeah, yeah, 42 is what I'm going to say, just over 500. And I'm going to say 32 is their floor because they're still really young, and they've got to address their point guard situation. Uh, the Carolina kid is not the answer. So, well, I, I, again, one of the young up and coming teams, and uh, with yeah, the NBA good roster. You, you're talking about Cole Anthony, I guess, right? Cole Anthony, yes, they got it. They got it. Cole Anthony needs to be on a team where he can kind of bring him off the bench, and if he hits his first two shots, they leave him in for ten minutes. If he misses his first two, they pull him because that's kind of what he is at this point. Yeah. Um, and and what Orlando needs worse than anything is what a lot of teams lead, honestly, is a real point guard that would distribute the ball. Um, there's too much. I, I'm going for mine, and you go for yours. I think it hurt Paolo last year because I watched Orlando a lot. Them in Indiana, for whatever reason, had early start times all year. So I watched the beginning of their games over and over. And Paolo just didn't get enough looks. Wagner – clearly thinks he's the next Larry Bird. And, <laughs> and you know, he's really good. Let's be clear. He's really good. Yeah. But Paolo's got to be the guy on that team if that team's going to move up another level. Well, what did you think about him in his uh, rookie season last year? Fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. I think if Paolo develops a jump shot along the lines of maybe not the range of Carmelo, but elbow-ish, and you can just pull it from the elbow, he's going to be unstoppable because he's – got all the other stuff he just needs to be consistent and hit a consistent 17 footer if he can do that he's gonna be all nba but we'll see wow what a dude we play ceiling floor with these teams ceiling floor for paolo in his uh career dude paolo i've said it when he came out i thought he was he could be a better and eh, that's probably not the right word a different Carmelo. He's basically Carmelo that actually rebounds. Um, he doesn't shoot as well as Carmelo, so there's your difference. And that's what he needs. You know how Carmelo could catch and shoot? If if Paolo got that from the free throw line extended, he'd be un, unstoppable because he gets to the basket. I think that's what raised everybody's eyebrows last year, is his ability to get to the basket and finish. You know, in the NBA, it's about finishing. Can you get there and finish? Because you know, there's going to be contest at the rim. So, yeah, his his floor, his ceiling is all NBA, probably third team. But that's his that's his ceiling floor is where he's at right now. Honestly, wow, dude, that's awesome. Okay, enough talk about Orlando. Let's talk about our hometown, Charlotte Hornets. Last year, <clears throat> 27 wins. They're projected 30.5 this year. Dude, what? I wow, they gave him really. Yeah, wow. thirty point five wins is the over under for uh, the Charlotte no. Hornets this year with Lamelo no. Ball with uh, I guess Miles Bridges. He's going to be the guy they they brought, they drafted. And, and then the, how about the thirty one million dollar man Gordon Hayward. <laughs> this team this team won't win twenty five games. Wow! So the, yeah, I mean, first of all, when's the last time? Forget Hayward and his injuries. We all know. Well, everybody following the NBA knows him. When's the last time Lamelo played sixty games? Has he ever? See, wow. that's my question. That that's why I would have took Scoot to begin with. Yeah, um, they went and got Miller. I don't know. I it wasn't who I would have picked. So I don't want to taint that one way. I think this team is going to be ceiling lucky to win twenty five. Okay, floor they're going to be fifteen in the lottery. <sighs> Good Lord. And you had mentioned something earlier uh, in the offseason about potentially uh, Hayward. It would be good for Hayward to be traded somewhere. But yeah. who, who's going to take on a $31 million contract with a player that he's not even in the top half of NBA players in the league, is he? No. And is he, in the, is he but, in the top 75%? No. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's there. Okay. He's okay. probably – see, the problem is he don't play a lot because he gets hurt all the time. But when he does play, he's what you need. He moves the ball. He knows where to be. You know, he doesn't make bad plays. The problem is his contract is ridiculous. Now, if you're looking to make changes, 
I don't know how many years he has left on his contract on top of my head, but his expiring may be appealing to somebody in December, you know, if his, his contract's up at the end of the year, because yeah. it ain't just cut bait and they'll have all that room. So, and he knows how to play. So a contender may want that if he's healthy that far. Problem is he hasn't been healthy in February in what, five years? Yeah. So I just don't know who would want that unless he's healthy. If he's healthy, I would suspect a contending team would take on that contract through June just to have him on the roster to come off the bench because he knows how to play. Well, and he's got great hair, okay, as uh, (laughs) someone who's losing his own hair. Does he not, man? Gordon Hayward has great hair. you got to give him credit for that, dude. (laughs) I prepared for that a lot, even though I'm not losing mine technically. Uh, I prepared for that a long time ago. Thanks, Mike. (laughs) There you go. Amen. Amen to that. Okay. Last team in the uh, NBA Southeast division. And we are into our second hour. I can't believe it. Time gets away. I don't know how it does it, but the Washington wizards last year, 35 wins for them last year, but Vegas is is saying they're going to drop off by 10 games. They've got them at 24.5 wins and last place in the, in the NBA Southeast. Uh, Dude, here's what's sad. I'm having to look up. Ro- I couldn't even tell you who's on their roster right now, dude. It's actually not as bad as, as uh, people want to get. It's pretty bad, dude. Kuzma. Well, here's Kuzma. the thing. Yeah, he's on there. Kuzma, Kuzma's going to get more shots than Jordan Poole's going to get shots. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and they got Corey Kispert, who is a decent player. So they got some guys. My question is, Vegas must think Bradley Beal is why they won those games. And I don't. Uh, Bradley Beal is a fine player, but I think he's going to be, at the end of the day, that stereotypical guy who put up big numbers on a bad team. And so they're hollow numbers. And when now he's in Phoenix. And I bet you, I would. I, if I was a betting man, I would bet that Bradley Beal doesn't come within eight points of what he put up last year. Wow. What, what did he score last year? Oh, I'm sure it was probably, In you know, 22, 23. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I don't doubt that, but he, you know, he, he, sh- he shoots a lot. He's a volume guy. He hasn't shot high percentages in a while now. So I wonder if he can do it on a good team. We're going to find out. Yeah. Cause right. Phoenix with Durant on the roster and Booker on the roster, they're still a, you know, 45 win team regardless. So, yeah, but dude, when your for best player, well, that's what I was gonna say, dude. For when your best player is Jordan Poole, who shouldn't be better than the third or fourth guy on a team, and even Kuzma, who I believe is the same deal, should be the fourth or fifth guy on a team. And those are your two stars, dude. Vegas might be right on this one, in my opinion. But what do you got? Ceiling floor, Washington Wizards. I'm going. I'm going to say that Washington's floor. Uh, I mean, uh, ceiling is going to be somewhere around thirty. Wow. Okay, so you got them better yeah. than Charlotte. Yeah, I do because they got some pieces that. Yeah, I think they're better than Charlotte. They got Tyus Jones, and you throw out Tyus Jones, and let's say you get Jordan Poole from two years ago, not last year. Got punched in the face, Jordan Poole, but the one prior <laughs> to that. If they get that guy, they're going to win some games. I'm going to say thirty is their ceiling, and I'm going to say twenty is their floor. There you go. Wait a minute. I got. Well, what what's wrong with punched in the face, Jordan Poole? <laughs> punched in the face, Jordan Poole looks scared or mad or both. Well, so would you agree? I, my, my question is, why didn't Jordan Poole go back after Draymond? That's I what think, I want to know. Draymond, you know, I've heard people say, "Oh, he's fake tough, dude." I think, I think Draymond's tough, tough, dude. I Man, mean, let me really tell you something. If he had stole me like that in practice, I would probably not have went after him right then, but I would have clotheslined him later on. <laughs> Kurt Rambis style when Mikhail took him out. Oh, I, I actually did that in game one time. So, you know, guy hit me in the face with an elbow, and I clotheslined him the next time down court. So, did you get a but that was a different time. Oh, yeah. I didn't even get, but I didn't get kicked out of the game. Well, That's I, how it was back I, then. Remind me of this because we're way, way over, and I got Brian North waiting on the, uh, to come oh. up here. No, 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 but I got to tell you, remind me to tell you about the uh, Charlotte Church League that I played in that uh, I got ejected from a game and 
uh, kicked out of the league. I ended up playing like three games in it, and uh, and uh, didn't get, wasn't invited to go back and play in it. Well, tell B North I said, "Hey, say that again." Tell B North I said, "Hey, I definitely will." Listen, Richard, thank you so much. Uh, we will uh, we'll we'll have you back on next Tuesday. We'll probably. We'll probably need to knock out two next Tuesday, so I'm gonna get you. I know I say that every week, right? But we'll, it, it'll be it'll be the Super Bowl before we finish. But yeah, <laughs> I love it, Richard Clark, dude. Thank you so much for joining us here. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Thanks for having me. There you go. Uh, so that'll wrap up our first hour of uh, today's show. Again, let me just hit that real quick again. What Richard picked there, he has uh, Miami winning the division uh, at, with uh, with a ceiling of forty four, a floor of thirty five. Uh, Atlanta forty and thirty. Orlando forty two and thirty two. He was pretty optimistic about Orlando. Washington at thirty and twenty, and then our poor Charlotte Hornets at twenty five and fifteen. And you know what? I, I have to agree with him on all that. So thank you to Richard Clark for joining us. Coming up here in our second hour, the legendary, the great Brian North from News Channel 12, Fox Eastern Carolinas. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff here on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.